ladies and gentlemen, we're on Driftmark. It's an island in the middle of the narrow sea and it's full of drama and family secrets and not so secrets and a lot of fighting and stuff. Uh, it's House of the Dragon, episode 7, Driftmark, and I am Natalie Bohensky. This is Raven On, the original and best. You know, up yourself. I mean, spruce, spruce, spruce yourself up. Spruce. I'm, it's very late and I'm very tired, so let's get cracking with this episode of the podcast, Raven On. It's all about House of the Dragon and the Game of thrones verse. I'm Natalie Bohensky. I already said that. With me, as always, it's a man... Who really, <laughs> I have not been able to think of anything to say, is a man who, <laughs> I go, this episode didn't give me something funny to say, um, is a man who is really happy to see a kid lose an eye. Um, I was, I was going to say, I, I, I can be a man who can get you an eye if you need one. Oh. <laughs> it's Stuart Lane. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Yes. Uh, we have a we have an episode today where there, there's eyes people are losing eyes left and right. It's crazy. <laughs> May I just explain why my brain is slightly frazzled? Uh, I am still in Sydney. Just uh, we're recording this Monday night, and it's the first week of daylight saving because it it transferred yesterday. So very early Sunday morning, it became daylight saving. And so I only realized a few hours ago, I was like, oh, hang on a second. Stu and I are going to podcast, but I'm an hour ahead of him. Oh, We have become unstuck in time. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is like the flux all over again, the flux. Um, and, uh, and and so I'm, I've been bumping out my show all day and then I have a few little errands to run. Uh, when I first broke my ankle, I got blood thinners. I had to inject myself with blood thinners. And I just remembered that, you know, I leave tomorrow and I've got to get rid of these blood thinners in a sharps box. So I had to go around to a couple of chemists and try and find someone who would take these injectables. <laughs> I've, got, I've, I've got to get rid of a bunch of needles. Yeah, you want exactly. A bunch of needles? exactly. And I'm hobbling hmm. around and I went into one chemist and I won't say the name of, of this chemist, but... Um, I said, oh, hi, the hospital told me that I could just drop it off at any pharmacy and they would be able to get rid of them. And he said, oh, no, well, we don't have a needle exchange program. And I went, <laughs> I went no, 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 I'm not, I'm not. That's, a, that's almost flattering that he's looking at you and going, yeah, there's a junkie. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't need needle. I don't need any more needles. I've just, I've had my needles. They've thinned my blood out. It's all good. Now I just need to make sure I dispose of them correctly because I don't really want to sort of put them in the garbage bin at the hotel or tell the nice hotel staff to please dispose of these. <clears> and, yes. uh, and he was like, no, well, we don't really have a needle exchange. I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's blood thinning medication. And he went, oh, yeah. And he said the name of the medication. I said, yeah, that's the one. He said, no, we just don't have that, you know. And and if I took it from you, I have nowhere to dispose of it. So I'm like, okay, great. So I guess I'll go find someone else. Anyway, I then went to another chemist who took it and was like, yeah, of course we'll take it. And I went, thank you. And, and also here's a pamphlet for an intervention uh, strategy. <laughs> um. Oh, Lord. See, this is what happens. You get attracted to the bright lights of the Harbour City. <laughs> All too soon, you're dragged into the seedy underbelly of blood thinning. All too soon, you're, you're cruising chemists looking for your next hit. <laughs> I just got to offload some needles, man. Come on. <laughs> and I look, I'm in the moon boot. You, you, I mean, I don't. I can show you my arms if you want to look for track marks. You know, they're not there. I had to inject myself in my gut because they said I'd do it in your, you know, your, 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 your fatty tissue. And I went, well, look, take your pick, really. But um, no, they suggested it in the stomach. <laughs> 
had bruises all over my gut. It was quite hilarious and slightly, uh, slightly uh, uh, confronting. Um, because it turns out when you inject yourself with blood thinners, like the site of the injection is like it becomes thin, very bruised. Thin thin did, they, did they say that you you can get in, you can do it in your thigh if you if you need oh, to? Oh yes, or? they did say that. But the thing is, Stu, my butt is capacious enough that I could just move the. <laughs> I only had five of them, so I just kind of created a rainbow uh, across right. my my capacious yeah. gut. Made yourself um, a temporary tattoo. I did, yeah, I really did, and I, you know, it's really frustrating because I. I, I you know, being in a moon boot, I can't move and do the things. And I specifically booked this hotel so I could like go to the nice gym in the hotel that I actually went to the day I arrived and went, this is a great gym. I'm going to enjoy coming here. Once I get bump out out of the bump in and the show gets up, I'm going to come here every day. And no, I have not been back once. Not once. Right. Not once. <laughs> Anyway, well, to, to be fair, I've I've had similar stays in hotels like that, and I didn't have a broken ankle as an excuse. So, <laughs> you know, I it's just, like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll totally use the gym tomorrow; it'll be fine. So I had the the whole needle exchange thing to have happen, and then I came home, and my dad, my dad is so sweet. If you go to my Twitter, you can find a photo that I took of my dad today wearing our giant rose hat from Titanic. And I don't know. It, it is a glorious photo. I don't know how he managed to pose and just look so perfect. He's holding a suitcase <laughs> and looking off into the distance wearing this ridiculously oversized purple hat. And he just looks perfect. Anyway, he came down to help. Um, he used all his points. How sweet is my dad? He used his frequent flyer points to come down and help with the bump out. Um, and uh, he has obviously been quite tired, so he's gone to bed. Um, so I only just got a chance to watch the the show. And I'm going to admit something now. I watched a lot of the show while in the shower washing my hair. So I don't mean to put into the universe. Right. <laughs> I don't, I, on my iPad. So I, I didn't necessarily have the greatest viewing experience of this episode. And I've just. It sounds like I may be catching you up on some plot points. <laughs> you might I know it's your, I know it's your first, your turn to go with the minute challenge, um, Stu, but my first thing on my list was, could somebody please turn on a light? Because all of this episode is in the gloom. <laughs> It's just See, I have it is a it is a gloomy episode. It's a gloomy uh, episode. There is like no lighting. The whole sequence of the dragon I read on the subtitles. So it was just dragon grunts. <laughs> so you, were, you were basically watching a black screen. I was watching a black screen with a gate. With someone describing to you what's happening. With like and I knew I could work out before it was happening. I was like, oh, someone's running this. I was like, I bet I know what this is. I bet this is Eamon going for the dragon. And then it said, like, Vega grumbles. And I went, aha, I've got it, as I, you know, put conditioner through my hair. Um, <laughs> you've got can, I, can I just say, though, I have, I have seen a lot of people levy that complaint at the episode, and I didn't really get that. I was watching on a, on a television um, in my lounge room now. Admittedly, I, I I close all the curtains and and turn the turn the contrast up on the TV. Yeah, I mean, um, but you know, I mean, I didn't find it too bad myself. It, it certainly didn't. It, it wasn't noticeable enough to me that I was like thinking of it as, as a complaint. Yes, Stu. I just I I have to reiterate. I was in the shower watching. Sure. This yes. Exactly. IPad. Yeah. I probably need to turn the brightness up on my iPad. That probably would have helped. Uh, but I didn't know. Forget that. motion smoothing. We need we need like shower smoothing. Yeah, <laughs> you know it got a bit steamy in there. You know, it's yes. always, <laughs> you know, hotel bathrooms they never have you know the best ventilation, so it always mm. steams up like it overly steams up. So um, yeah, so that's been my viewing experience. So I just need to pray see the episode. But I wanted to record with you because I'm not going to be able to get my recap done because tomorrow I'm in transit and I've sure. got to pack yeah. and then get on a plane. 
and get home. So it's going to be like Wednesday or Thursday before I can, you know, get my recap out. So I wanted to get something out to the beautiful people who support this whole House of the Dragon endeavour. <laughs> and can I can I shout out, can I just shout out and I'll get it out of the way, a few people who are listeners came to see Titanic in Sydney and it was so lovely to meet them. Um, so a shout out to David, who I've met before. He came along, which was great. He lives up in the Blue Mountains, so he came down for like the Festival of Dangerous Ideas and then tagged Titanic on the end. And, I mean, what a combination. You've got big thinkers and dangerous <laughs> ideas and smart writers and then you come and see my show for like that hit of sweet comedy dessert at the end like that's that's the way to play it um that's the dream uh philip from sydney he has a doctor who podcast stew uh his name's philip he's on twitter He'll he, probably, sound, he sounds like we would get on i think you would definitely get on because he does like podcasts about the big finish series and stuff and he found us um he found us because like we were hating on the flux series of Dr. Who. And oh, right. like, yes. well, apparently he said all the, all the podcasts he was listening to all the other Dr. Who podcasts were all raving about the flux and how good it was. And he was like, but it's not. I and, don't know what they were watching, but anyway. And then, he, and then somebody, and then somebody said to him, Oh, you should listen to these guys. And he found out <laughs> because we're tearing it to pieces. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, I agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> So we're here, Stu, fighting the good fight. Um, and what was that thing on Twitter? Yes, that somebody no, no one, no one has complained about the flux on the internet. No, just but us. Some, but somebody, um, you tagged me in it. That somebody put up a. There was like a massive continuity ever that that we didn't see, where one character like didn't have a beard and then immediately has a massive beard. Like in in between cuts, suddenly grows a giant beard, and I yeah. had not even spotted it. It's insane. Yeah. As I said to you on Twitter, we, we clearly were too engrossed by the plot to notice the massive yes, Absolutely. <laughs> but you can go to Stu's. If you go to at Disco Stew, you'll see that in his timeline. It's quite hilarious. Yes. Um, and then the other people I wanted to shout out was um, Rachel and Ben. Um, if you heard, I put a really random <laughs> podcast on the feed that I recorded with Rachel at Titanic um, because she came up to me and was like, are you Natalie Bohensky? And I said, yes. Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, my husband and I listened to your podcast. I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I was, like, so excited. Um, so I was like, quickly, let's do a random podcast. Where's your husband? Said, oh, he didn't come. I was like, oh, my God, how rude. So I, I dropped that in there to um, – to so that he would listen to it and hear from us directly that he had to come and so she brought him to come back and they had a great time so I was very very excited to meet them so thank you to Philip David and Rachel and Ben for coming and if you did come and I've forgotten you or if you didn't say hi uh thank you to you too and everyone in Sydney who came out to see the show sorry to just do that personal business there Stu but I wanted to get it out of the way so we can talk about this episode exactly it's your turn to do your minute challenge so I think you should start. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let, let's uh, let, let's start with the very beginning, uh, with with the, with the very end rather, which is Lane or lives. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the episode. Um, but I, yes, Lane or lives. Lane or uh, and Carl get a happy ending. Lenny, Lenny and Carl go Lenny and sail and off uh, together. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah re- I mean, it, it all happens so quickly. It's barely a twist. Yes. Um, it's just sort of like all together, but but it's it's it is is a huge twist for me uh, who's read the books, because uh, in the books, Lano dies. Uh, he's killed by Carl. Kills him. Oh, and wow. there's, there's speculation. There's speculation that uh, you know uh, Damon or Rhaenyra or someone has put him up to it. 
Um, but but he yeah. kills Lainor in like a like a like a, a fight. Um, oh. and so that is the that's the the show not finding a very elegant way to maintain canon while also letting Lainor live, basically. Well, um, yes, that we talked about the the whole um, that trope about killing off gay characters. Yes. They, and, they have very elegantly sidestepped that yes. uh, very nicely, actually. Well, considering that some people did say that about Joffrey when he got, you know, punched in the face yes. by Kristen Cole and were like, ooh, it's mm. ooh, uh, they kind of have had that to, you know, <laughs> they've had to go, oh, okay. So I think that's really clever and well done the show for doing it. But it's an extremely that, clever thing. Do you think that they will um, – just leave it like that, or they might bring him back in a, in a divergence from the books, you know, out of well, I mean, well, that, that remains to be seen. Like, I don't, I, I, it's not technically a spoiler. Like, in the book, he he dies, and so he doesn't play any further role in, in events. Um, I think the idea is that they're going off to live happily ever after in Pentos, um, which, is, you know, honestly, that's fine. Like, like the adventures of Lenny and Carl just having their, their best gay life over in. Over in okay. ESOS, we need to write. It. We need to write that now. That's going to be. We, great. we need that spinoff. We need that spinoff now. We need. Um, it's all, it's really bittersweet too, because like, it, like Lenor has, you know, just sort of expressed to to Rhaenyra, he's like, "No, I'm here. I can I can be the husband you need me to be," and she's like, "Can you though?" <laughs> 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 you know, just sort of says, "No, actually, we're like, I, I'm I'm pretty good. I, I just I just may I just." had sex with my uncle on a beach and it, yeah. and it ruled. I'll probably be doing that from now on. Um, <laughs> I'm just totally into my uncle now. So I'm thinking yeah. that, you know, um, but I'm do just you 100, think 100% an uncle fucker now? It's, it's so totally, totally a thing. Stu, we're, we're vibing on the same wavelength because that's on yeah. my list too. Yeah. I wrote, finally, uncle fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry for all the F words in this one, people. I'm not going to beat them. I, I, it's, an, I, it's, it's, a, it's an adult podcast. Come it's on. It's an adult podcast. Um, so, no, but my, my question to you about that, did Damon or Rhaenyra put him up to the switcheroo or do you think that Carl went, hang on a second, here's an opportunity to do the switcheroo and convince Lenor? Like that's what I want to know because obviously in the books, if they have put him up to it, or is it never really stated explicitly? It's more rumoured. It's never, it's never stated explicitly that Damon oh. or Rhaenyra organised the murder. It's just that Carl kills him in, like, what, what's described as a quarrel in, in like, uh, I think, the, the, like, the main, the main town. Like, like the, it, it happens in the main square of town, basically. So in a very public place, he very publicly kills him and then, like, disappears. Um, so there's rumors that swirl that that Rhaenyra or Damon were like behind it. Oh. Um, it's never confirmed, and and Lenor is definitely dead. Mm. Um, so they've kind of they've twisted that enough so that, and it's strange actually, and it's it's the one aspect of it that kind of makes me wonder because they have the big discussion. They're they're having the big discussion, Rhaenyra and Damon, about how killing him off means that no one's ever going to, or people are going to think twice about crossing her because if she's going to kill her own husband, then what what else is she capable That's of? That's right, yes. You know, and I think it's an interesting, it was always an interesting wrinkle in the book that Rhaenyra, you know, on, on, on the face of it has like a sympathetic case, like people are trying to take her throne away from her. Mm. But 
she's also herself quite ruthless and, and does quite ruthless things. And they've kind of softened that a bit now, like, like by, by having her actually not actually kill Lenor. It, it sort of, it's, and, and Damon as well. Like, you know, it, it makes it, it I, I don't, I don't know if I totally like that they've made her much more unequivocally a good guy, if that makes sense. Is that is is that because of the? Um, I think I saw something just in brief because I, I try not to read too much criticism. I don't want to be influenced too much by it. But sure. you know, headlines flash up on time feed the feed yeah, timelines and stuff, and it was like someone's like, "Oh, what's the point? Everyone's too evil." Um, so I didn't read further. I just kind of saw that headline, and I was like, "Well, well I mean, that I've I've seen that I've seen that take from a lot of people, and I don't understand that because it's Game of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones. Like, I mean, everyone what, what has. Are we- Everyone has agendas and it's not like Mm. evil is one thing. Like Otto says to Alicent in this, we play an ugly game. Yes, exactly. That is, that is the summary of the entire philosophy of, you know, it's a power struggle. It is not pretty. Um, (laughs) It shows gray complexity on both sides. I don't know what you want people like. I mean, yes, it's wonderful to have your Jon Snows who are, you know, honourable and trying to do the right thing and how they get screwed over mm. by their own, you know, naivety. But at the same time, you're talking about dynastic power struggles in the capital with sure. experienced power players. This is not some guy up in the north who's honourable and has not had to deal, you know, that like Ned Stark. Absolutely. And, and for that for that reason, like that, that's why I think I, I worry that it's maybe sanding off a few of the rough edges on, on Rhaenyra and even Damon, like Damon sort of gets softened a bit by that like uh, i but um, like again i i really like i really like that they found a way to not break canon with the show but still give Lenor basically a happy ending yes um yes. so i i really like that and so i'm like i'm i'm willing to go with it because i'm interested to see what they do next because they they're obviously having a lot of fun coloring in around the edges you know yeah. like because like, you, you have a very sort of bare bones history that they're working off like this outline history where there's not any sort of literal dialogue or anything it's very much like a and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened Mm. and they're they're finding all the color in between the lines and I, i like it i like it a lot yeah it's it's fun and certainly that gives you someone who's read the book that extra experience well exactly it give it like it's a surprise for you uh, for someone like you who's watching who hasn't read the books, and it's a surprise for me who has read the books. Like, yeah. everyone, it's a fun little ending to this episode. It's great. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Um, the next item on my list was, it's all tits and dragons until someone loses an eye. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I didn't think of that. I'm stealing that from my recap. <laughs> Feel free I'm, to take that for the recap. I'm, I'm marking that here. As I said, I've not done the recap yes. yet, so it might be a very stew-influenced recap, but I'm going to put a... <laughs> Put a note down. <laughs> All tits and dragons until someone loses an eye. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's someone being aimed as predicted by uh his his sister uh in the previous episode. Um oh, she, she mentioned someone losing an eye. He'll have to close an eye or something. He'll have to close an eye. It was his it was his it's own his, it's, eye. It's his eye. Yeah, that's what he's that's what she was talking about. She is gifted. I was right. I was totally she's right. she's she's spouting all sorts of spoilers. You don't want to listen to what she's saying. Is she? 
She's she's just giving out she's just giving out hot D spoilers or left, right, and center. It's crazy. And she was doing something with spiders this time. Mm. <laughs> I love it yeah, when saying, she, saying things. I love it when she self censors. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so we get uh, we get Aemon one eye. Uh, so he's so he loses an eye in a fight with his cousins. Is that becomes or, or his his nephews actually? Uh, yeah. yeah, they're his like yeah. half nephews or something. Yeah. So that becomes his nickname, Aemon One Eye. Aemon One Eye, yeah. In in the books, in the books, he replaces it with a sapphire. Um, so he's got like one Ooh. sapphire eye, which is very James Bondian. Um, oh, in in the Aemon Blue Eyes, then or something, you know. <laughs> they probably should have, yeah. Yeah, that. Um, but uh, in the in the show, I think he's going with they're going with an eye patch, so he'll have an eye patch, that which is, is still very James Bondian in many ways. It's a lot cheaper, yeah. Oh, the the. Do you remember Inspector? Sorry to bring it up, um, but do you remember when Christoph Waltz, uh, you know, had the had the, 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 the something explode in his face, and then the next yes. scene he's got the eye injury, and it's like, ah, oh, he's become a villain now. And so they went, you know, when they I looked up and he had the big scar, I was like, oh, he's a Bond villain now, and he was sitting there <laughs> in a chair doing the whole like, and then eventually going, it is fine, I have. Paid a, I have paid a price. It's a fair exchange. I got a dragon. Like, it, it, like, how were you ten and that evil already? Like, seriously, yep. dude. Yeah, it's pretty he's, cool. He's, <laughs> what ten-year-old is so uh, precocious as to be able to, uh, you know, well, a Targaryen ten-year-old? Yeah, I just, you know, you meet ten-year-olds and they're not bright. You know, they're all like. But you, no, do, you no. do get the impression. You do get the impression that he's uh, a little bit more precocious than his brother. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who's quite, who isn't who you know you know in a step up from last week isn't actively like beating his meat in front of the crowd but is <laughs> instead uh just getting getting, getting wasted super drunk <laughs> well i thought when he was because this is the thing about the light because he was sort of lying in that in that you know at the bottom of a staircase yeah and i was like is he is he having a wank is that what they're implying here? <laughs> um, are they implying that he's just gone ah yeah i'm a bit drunk might as well you know, toss one off. Um, he was on a staircase. He was on. He was on like a landing on a staircase. So I thought it's close to a balcony. You know, it's it's balcony adjacent. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I mean, we we get the and, and the inciting incident of that obviously is is uh, the next time on my list, which was Eamon Eamon rides Vega. Mm. Um, so Eamon has claimed Vega. He uh, certainly which, who, which is the the, the B fifty two bomber of the of the Westeros? Like she's a she's a big big machine. She's a big girl. Um, she's a big girl, big chunky I girl. Think, she. I think, um, the, um, I think I think the phrase is thick. Is what they uh, uh, th- in, indeed indeed she is she is thick. a big thick lady. Yeah. Um. And um. Yeah. So so she is like air superiority, and mm. now the the Greens have the biggest dragon by a long shot. Uh, ridden, ridden by a ten-year-old, but you know, uh, he'll he'll go bigger, and so will she. Okay, so how it seemed a little too easy. It really seemed very easy for Eamon to come in and just go, "Hey, serve, serve," which is to Harris, as we know, serve, yes, serve, yes. and the other word, Lucuri or whatever. I'm not sure what that word means. I'm sure the internet will oblige, but uh, <laughs> I assume it's like slow down or stop or something. Um, I mean, yes, she took off, and he almost fell off, and. You know, she gave him a bit of a swing around, but it, I feel like I feel like she could have. I, I don't know. It just seemed very quick, and I guess they, you know, they 
you can't really do. I mean, a lot's happening in this episode. You need to sort of race through it too. I mean, they're yes. not going to waste too much I, time. But I mean, I completely agree. And that was a long sequence. Like it was a long sequence comparatively. It was, yeah. You it, know, it, it was. It just it seemed all too convenient that a tiny pipsqueak kid who's a bit of a dick uh, and is, is able to somehow impress the greatest, hugest dragon of them all. I mean, there, there's an element of magic and there's an element of like destiny to it all as well. Oh, that they, they don't, they don't really, they don't really play it up in the show because the show has always been very grounded, but in the books there, there's always this element of, you know, the, the, the rider and the dragon find each other and, and, you know, like there's, there's, there's a, there's a mystic sort of quality to it. Yeah. That, that it was meant to be in many ways. I do, uh, so, yeah. I do. Um, I did feel sorry for Lena's daughter, who also didn't have a dragon. Yeah, Bela. Yeah, and she's who, who, was, who was intending to try and bond with with Vega because it was yeah. her mother's dragon. And then, and then he's she's like he, she was mine to claim, and Eamon says we well, should have claimed her. And it's like, well, my mum just died. Yeah, that's right. You know. And and you get that wonderful, and so you get that confrontation between the two, uh, the the two uh, uh, of Re- two Rhaenyra's sons, Luke and 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 uh, and, and Jace. Jace, and um, yeah, like, like you you get the start of what's going to become like quite an involved like family drama, mm-hmm. uh, where he sort of you know <laughs> like like really like Aemond. Aemond is in the wrong, but also, like, it's, like, four of them against, like, one of him, and he's defending himself, but also they're all kids. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't, you know, it just escalates in, like, a real nasty Lord of the Flies sort of way. Oh, yeah, it was great. And, and yeah, like, suddenly a knife comes out and, whooshka, yeah. suddenly someone loses an eye. I have to say, I just love seeing kids fight. It's great. <laughs> uh. It was on for one and all, and I was going, this is what I want. Children, prepubescent children just going at each other. You know, because we can't do, like in the olden days, you would have had bets and that kind of stuff. You know, you, you, try, you try and do that now. They, they tell you, you they, 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 they send the constabulary. And they take your blue card away and, you know, <laughs> you, can't, you can't fight kids anymore. It's just, you know, it's a You set up state. one kindy fight club and. Oh, it's a goddamn nanny state, Stu. How else am I going to turn Chloe Giant's Bane into a world heavyweight champion axe machine, you know, thrower, <laughs> you know, slash hired assassin if I can't get her training early, you know? <laughs> I know she's a natural with the axe, Stu. It's in your, it's in your family, but i got to oh. get to her. We've got to get her in the gym. We've got to get her lifting. We've got to get her wood shopping. You know, it's... <sighs> it's a damn nanny st- <laughs> It's political correctness gone mad is what it is now. It is. It is. I'm, look, I'm exaggerating slightly, but it was actually I really enjoyed watching that scene. I don't know why, but I think it's it, just. Well, it, has, it has a real playground fight energy. Yes, yes. Like it really does. Like, like they're seriously like belting each other, but like in a real like behind the behind the bike sheds after, after lunch, fight, fight, fight sort of energy to it. Yes, and I think. I weirdly enough, I think because I've been watching Game of Thrones and stuff and you, you watch a few things and the YouTube algorithm starts to feed you things. I was watching oh that's what I was trying to I was watching a video that was like ranking the sizes of the dragons. Like someone's gone through and worked oh, out yes, yeah, yeah. all the sizes of the dragons. And like two of them in it was like 
but all these dragons died in the dance of the dragons. And I'm like, oh, for fucks. And I had to turn it off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like three in. And they're like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, like intellectually, you know that. Yeah, of course I know that, but I like, don't know the exact ones. Like, you know, yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's they, true. All, that's they true. all die out. Of course they're all gone. Yeah. Of course I know they're all going to yeah, die. They're all gone by the time Game of Thrones start. I'll say that's, that. That's right. So I'm trying to just, you know, and, not have as many spoilers. So because of that. And actually, like, do, you, do you know what, though? Like, like what, what I find really interesting is you have seen, you have been told by various characters throughout Game of Thrones exactly how this is all going to play out. You know that, right? Well, yes, because someone... Uh, someone... Like jo- Joffrey does a little... Like like Joffrey Baratheon does a little speech and um, um, and Shireen does Shireen. a little um, speech. Yeah, uh, she's the one telling Stannis about the dance. Someone yeah, she tells him all about the dance. I think I was flicking through TikTok and someone put that up there and it was like, remember this scene? And I went, oh, that's right. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, she she tells you exactly how it all plays out. Yeah, so... but it's not like I'm rewatching Game of Thrones at the moment. Steve. No, I know, I know, but I'm just saying you you do technically know how this is all going to end. I do, of course, I do. Of course, it's you know, it's you've told me before it's a civil war. So at the very least, blame you, Stu, for telling me what happened in the in the civil war of the, the <laughs> families. But no, my point is, I've been getting various content you know, behind the scenes content thrown up at me. And one of the ones was sort of focusing on the kid actors and how good George R. R. Martin talking about how good the kid actors were in the first mm. Game of Thrones. And it made me think, oh, I'm not, yeah, like the Bran, Sansa and Arya are so, so good in that first season. You know, they're so captivating. They really are. They were so young. And it just made me compare them to this lot. And these, these, these kids are fine. They're Perfectly, perfectly great, you know, and, and you know, the guy playing Egon is doing really well at being a dislikable little shit and Eamon yeah. doing evil really well. But having this fight kind of brought them out, it, 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 I think it was fun to watch it from that perspective that, oh, here are kids actually showing that frustration of being a kid and you've taken what's mine and you've, you know, that they really, you know, lent into that and, and it was a good, yeah. they were well-directed and obviously they were able to harness you know, that natural kid thing of not fair, I'm not playing and, oh, it's mine and, you know, and then... Yeah, if you me. wanted it, you should have taken it. Now I've taken it. Now yeah. it's mine. Possession so is nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> uh, um, and, and you know, um, what happens with kids if you have a weapon and you're angry and you can't control it because you're a kid, mm. you know? You haven't learnt to harness those emotions yet. Um, so, yeah. Um, it was really, really fun to to see that. And also to see Eamon talking about his sister, like, oh, well, I'll, I'll marry her because apparently Aegon's going to marry. Um... Aegon, Aegon's been betrothed to uh, Helena, yeah. Yeah, um, that's kind of weird. Like, how is Alicent down with that? I suppose she's just down I, with I that. mean, yeah, yeah, she seems, I, I guess she's just going along. <laughs> it just seems, <laughs> it just seems it just, very, very strange. But, it just um... would be weird to come in as a non- Targaryen and go, okay, well, I've had three kids and now two of them are going to bone. I just would feel weird about that. Mm. You know, marrying into a family, custom or no custom, it's a bit. And also it's kind of, it, well, well it, feel, it feels like a reaction to last week when Rhaenyra sort of offered to wed uh, Jace to, to yes. Helena and was like. That is true, Yes. And she's like, yeah, I'm not like, wedding my only daughter to Rhaenyra's son. I'm going to wed like, her no, to no, my bugger son. It. <laughs> I'm going to wed it to my son. <laughs> yeah. You know. 
it's just, yeah, it's like imagine, you know, if you're a meat eater, but then you marry a family of very devoted vegetarians and you're like, I'm just... (laughs) I'm just sort of weirdly, or the other way around maybe, you're a vegetarian, you know, entering a family of meat eaters going, I'm just not really comfortable having my kids just eat all this meat. It's not the same, is it? Or is it? No. No, it's really not the same. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find an, an allegory and there's just none. It's imagine, Stu, if you if, if uh, you married your daughter to a blood relative. Just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> And now I've said I that mean, and I'm it, like, it oh, does, that's it, so it puts it in it puts it in very weird context. It's so weird context, yeah. Just imagine. I'm like, oh, imagine if I married my own brother. How weird that would be. <laughs> I mean, my brother's a lovely chap. Love him death. Uh, of course I do. He's my brother. He's my blood. He's my blood, man. Uh, he's currently on a cruise in Alaska somewhere looking at whales or something. Great. <laughs> just not really that keen on getting, you know, any kind of touchy-feely with him. Just, mm. And see, now and, and, and Natalie, Natalie, not a controversial opinion. Okay, like, good. Very, very good, very good. I just want people to kind of, like, what I've hopefully implanted in people's heads is the weird thought of going, well, now I have to picture what it would be like to be married to my own sibling and everyone just going, oh, what, oh. That's what I hope everyone's sort of going through right now. So we've all had that yes, shuddery absolutely. moment of, you know. Uh, and you've got two sisters, Stu, and a brother. So you could, like, there are many options for you. I've only got the one. <laughs> There's a whole Targaryen situation. There's a whole incest smorgasbord available. That's right. Um, you could be the traveling lates. No. Keep it, keep it late. <laughs> Better late than never. Hey. 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 Um, what other jokes on, about your name that can we make? You, know <laughs> you should get back to your list because I'm clearly unhinged. Well, I was going to say, but um, j- just on the just on the child actors. So I mean, next next episode we get another time jump. Do we? Um, yes, we do. Yes, we do. And so it's interesting you brought that up because I mean, it, it, it's a good point that we do get like we get uh, the, the Stark children, especially start off quite young both in both in the age of the actors themselves and of the characters and then they age up over the course of the series so we get to we get to see their growth and journey yeah we're not really doing that here and certainly not in this season anyway where we're really fast forwarding a lot of that so we are losing we're losing all of the all of the kids next right. next episode they all age up so they came and, and after that, it will be the last. That, that's the last jump, and then we're with the actors that are going to be sort of taking part in everything, right? Um, but we're, we're getting adult versions or, or near adult, near adult versions of, of all the characters next week. So we're we're losing we're losing that little kid who plays Eamon, who's actually pretty good. I thought like you, he's great, yeah. Uh, but you know, couldn't be, could couldn't sort of. We we need him to be aged up into a into a, at least like a teen. Um. But but we're also we're we're losing uh, Egon, uh, we're losing Ty Tennant, ah. which is a shame because I think he's great. He's he great as like, this feckless weirdo. He is really weird. It's it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, it's a shame we're we're losing him and we're losing we're losing uh, Baylor and Ray, uh, Baylor and and Rayla, uh, Raina, um the two girls two and girls. we're losing the, the strong boys uh, or the 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 Valarian boys. How as, dare as we you to avoid to avoid our tongues being ripped out. How how dare you uh, question their parentage? How dare Indeed. You? Um, and speaking of which, uh, the next item on my list is uh, Rhaenyra versus Alicent. Uh, yeah. 
it it finally it finally happens. We finally get the showdown. Yes. Um, it just all bubbles over, and no one's no one's in the right, and everyone everyone has something to lose. And oh, it's just great. Did you love it? Did you did Mostly you what did you ice. think of that scene? Oh, it was tense. It was like, oh god, I don't want to watch this. Oh no, everyone's. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, and it was very just Alicent going, no, I demand an eye from the younger son of Rhaenyra. Yeah, like, like she, she's the one claiming to be like the, the decent moral one. She's like, no, I want a child's eye put uh, out now. Yes, I know. And it's like, yes, he's lost an eye and yes, it was bad. Um, but like her, her other kid, Rhaenyra's kid got a broken nose. I, I admit it's not the same thing. Not the same, but, it, but anyway. It was, a, it was a massive dust up. How is that in any way... <laughs> going to resolve issues and then she's and then she's like trying to get Kristen cole to go you're sworn to me go and remove this kid's eye and to Kristen yeah. cole's credit he does you know he says something like i'm sworn to you my queen but he doesn't move to go and- he, he says it for, for your protection like he, he's oh, yes. and, and you can see the lord commander's looking at him going what the what the hell yeah what happened like yeah very interesting. It, it, um, yeah. So he, he does at least sort of stop there to his credit and everyone's just looking. But, the, but then later he's waiting in and Damon has to like be like, nah, stand back, buddy. Yeah, yeah. No, it got full on. It got full and on. I, I love I loved Damon in that scene because he's just sitting back and he's just living for the drama he, at he, that point. He's chaos agenting again. He's just oh, chaos. It's incredible. Because at this point they've already slept together. Yeah, and you know, you'd think that that might have like strengthened their alliance, but he's like, "Yeah, I'm just going to see how this one plays out." Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he really is the chaos agent, the the drama oh, queen. Uh, I love it of this whole thing. Um, yeah, what else can we talk about that scene? What did I write down? Um, well, I mean, so so uh, Alison finally just says the quiet part out loud, which is like, you get to just flaunt your shit all over the place. Yeah. Like, you get to do whatever you want. Like she just can't stand the fact that Rhaenyra is there, basically living her best life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she has to like constantly sacrifice and and subsume herself for duty, and and it's, and it's all personal for for Alison. You know what I mean? Like like in a, in a way that, in a way that it's it's still not for Rhaenyra. Like Rhaenyra would be happy, I think. I I think anyway. This is my reading of it. Rhaenyra would be happy if Alison came to her and said, "Look, let's just." put this all, all behind us and be friends again. She would be like, great, awesome. Exactly yeah. what I was after. Please, let's do that. I don't think they'd ever be bosom buddies again, but I think that if, you know, if Rhaenyra felt comfortable that Alicent was not going to challenge her ascent to the throne. Yes. Then. She, she would be like, great, That that's what I want. I want us to be friends. Yes. You know, whereas, whereas Alison is like, no, I hate you. <laughs> you are, you are you represent everything I despise. Well, she does, and she she does, as you say, the say the the inside thing outside, where she talks about, um, I have done everything asked of me. I have, you know, obey. I got married, and I had kids, and I've been proper. Um, and and also, I wonder how much of that is a little bit of guilt as well, because of the Harwin Strong stuff. You know, he's dead. yes, yeah. And that's obviously happened still quite recently because they're, they're at Lena's funeral in the beginning and well, that's why they're all there on the island. And um, one of them talks about, I think it's Jace, the son, says we should be mm. mourning Sir Lionel and, and um, Harwin Strong. 
Lord Lionel and Sir Harwin. Yes, but and they, like, they they're not can't. family. They're not family, remember? <laughs> not family. Why would you be upset that they Why die? Why would you like, be upset that they die, remember? Yeah. They're not our family. Um, so where was I going with that? <laughs> well, there's a, there's, a, there's a lovely moment um, between the, the, the two girls and I, I think it, I think it's uh, Luke um, where he goes over to sort of he, – he goes over ostensibly to like – comfort them yes and they they end up comforting him they do yeah they grab his and it's this really this really sweet little moment i think it was jace because jace is, i think yeah it might have been jace jace yeah. is the one who knows he's the one who who said last yeah week. sorry no it is yeah yeah, yeah. jace is the older one is how he, he my dad yeah. whereas whereas luke doesn't know and he says my yeah. dad's still alive <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> he, he's, he's very he's very confused he's like my dad's still alive what are you talking about yeah yeah um but then, of course, by the end of the episode, as far as they're aware, like no, his that. dad's dead as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's brutal. And in fact, that brings me that I wrote this down quickly on my list. Um, that that quote uh, from I, I think it's I think I think it's Luke because um, Luke's is going to be the the heir to Driftmark, oh. and and Paulus has that wonderful scene where he's like, "No, yeah. you're," and like he's standing like he knows he knows, but he's like. No, damn it! Like these are my grandkids. Like I, yeah. like one way or another, these these boys are my grandkids, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be their granddad. I'm gonna be their you know yeah. I'm they're they're gonna be they're part of my family, and so he says you're gonna be the heir to Driftmark someday, and and Luke is like, no, I don't want that because if I'm the Lord of Driftmark, that means everyone else is dead. dead. Yeah, and it's like oh god, like <laughs> it's just it's just this. Like so much stuff in this episode is just a bunch of kids realizing what has to happen for them to yeah. for them to take over their, their legacy, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's brutal. Yeah, that's oh, that, great stuff. Out of the mouth of babes, <laughs> I had that written down as well because that was really and Corliss is so because he has that conversation with Rainies as well, where she's like, I want the granddaughters to inherit Driftmark because they are actual yeah. Valerians. You know, the Targaryen Valerians are not actual valerians and he's like yeah history doesn't remember um blood it remembers names so he's clinging to that side of it he's going look yeah. we 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 keep going we forge ahead we teach them our ways and they will be as much us as anyone else and that- yeah, which is, which is i mean it's it's kind of it, it's double edged that because what what he's saying is he wants boys to take over because yes. they will be Valarians. Yes. Um, because if he lets if he lets Baylor or Raina be the heir to Driftmark, then their husband will obviously like like they they will be the heir to Driftmark, but their children will bear their husband's name. Yes. And then they they will be in charge of Driftmark, and House Valarian will essentially die out. Yeah, and that's been his thing. But like, there's nothing to suggest that you couldn't do what you know, what Viserys has done with Rhaenyra and their kids is said once. I mean, sure, sure. Yeah, that's, that's true. But, but like, he's, he's all in on, on the deception. He's like, no, they're Valerians, damn it. Like, and and that's what's going to happen. And and to his credit that he's not just, you know, he's not doing that thing where people go, oh, they're an adopted kid, AKA don't care. Um, Which some people probably still do. Um, Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice to to you know that he is sticking by them, um, yeah. but that's there is that element of no 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 they're my sons and probably maybe a little bit not wanting to accept that his son really just isn't into the ladies um, a little bit of that yeah maybe a little bit of that but but I mean like 
again, I, th- I think it's more just literally, yeah, but about like keeping the house together and, and ensuring his legacy. Like that, that's, yeah. that's what he says. Like it's it's the line that was in all the trailers. Yeah, and he's you know? he's worked so hard for it. You know, he he really worked on on getting raising his house up, as he said. And we didn't have hmm. dragons, um, so I got us up by the sweat of my brow. But it's true. But but then you know, Rainey's is, is is correct as well because she says that you know he has this ambition, and if he just was slightly less ambitious, he'd have everything he wanted. You know, like he would he would have yeah. an heir to Driftmark. He would be one of the most powerful houses in the in the realm. Yes, you know, but he's flying too close to the sun right now. He's he's involved in what is going to be, you know, a very a very volatile situation. Mm. You know, it's 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 a dangerous game that everyone's playing, as Otto says. It's ugly. Um, is what it's an ugly game. It's an ugly game. Ugly, ugly game. Ugly game. Uh, the next item on my list, I just I just wrote down quickly. Um, so. It, we we now know that um, Damon has a nefarious scheming hoodie. Um, so he has a he has a oh, yeah. a uniform that he puts on. He's always got his little hood that he puts on when he's doing his nefarious schemes. <laughs> I just like that. I like that he's got an outfit it's, for it. It did totally cut from them talking to him talking to Carl in a hood. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's that whole like I've got to hide the golden hair, the silver hair. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so people won't know it's me. But then he struts around the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, what I love. Like there's that there's that moment um, in the previous episode where he he kills Rhea, uh, and there, there's like a hooded figure standing on in the path, and yeah. I, and you're like, he takes one step, and Matt Smith has such a recognizable walk. Yes, that like just straight away you're like, oh well, that's Damon, of course. Um, <laughs> You know, because he's got that like weird strutty swagger thing that he does. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, I know exactly who that is. Like, a, you know, you know that person a mile off. <laughs> um, and the, the last item on my list quickly was um, just uh, Laris. Uh, you want an eye? Because, dude, I can get you an eye. I'll get you an eye. I'll get you an eye. Uh, you know, at, at least this time he actually asks her if she wants an eye and <laughs> just doesn't just take it on his own initiative. Yeah, and then she's like, "Your loyalty has not gone unnoticed." And he's so he's so he's doing such a good job that actor. He's being um, wonderfully creepy. Of being so skin crawlingly creepy, he is <laughs> just like the I had written down um, him staring at Alicent, and yes. someone even mentions it, and and it's like he's staring at you, and he's just like standing next to a wall, kind of going, "Hi, I'm looking at you, pretty yeah. lady." Being a super creeper. <laughs> Um, which is funny because it's not—he's not being subtle at all. It's, it's very strange. Yeah, nobody actually. else is picking up what he's putting down. Also, yeah. why is he there and not like mourning his father and brother? Like, even for appearances, you think that he might? Oh, I, I just get the sense that like Viserys, the, the, the court—the court travels with Viserys. The court travels with the king. True. So, you would think yeah. he would get permission to go, oh my gosh, my father and brother have died. I'm now the heir of Harren Hall. I better go back and do yeah. some, you know. I get the sense that a fair, that, that a reasonable amount of time has happened, like like a few weeks at least have, have passed. So I mean, like I'm, I'm I can totally see I I can totally see Laris just being like, whatevs. Like we we're all good. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go where Alison goes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do you think he's like keen on her or is it just for 
you know, machinations. I, last episode, I would have said it's just machinations, but like this episode felt weirdly like obsessive. Yeah. Like, he, he felt like, you know, it's like, why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah. Um, You're pretty lady. You've yeah. got pretty hair. Can I smell your hair? Do you want another flower? But you, you definitely get the flower. sense, like, like so uh, Alison ends the, um, the exchange uh, by sort of saying, you know, uh, but, you know, I know I don't need an eye right now. Yeah. But in the future, if I needed an eye, I know who to ask. Yes. You know, like, like she's gone from being shocked and appalled at what's happened last week. Yes. To being like, okay, well, I, now I have an eye guy. You know, I've got... <laughs> when you want something done, you've got to go to your eye guy. <laughs> um, Just go with the optometrist. Yes, exactly. Uh, is that your list? That is my list. That is my list. Okay. So I had a lot in common there. So I'll just try and tick off. Uh, oh, Matt Damon laughed at the funeral of Lena. Oh, yeah. What a, what a great little moment. I don't know why though. I can't remember why. Um... Uh, it, it, the, the, the specific thing he was laughing at was talking about the, the purity of Valyrian blood. Oh, right. Which was him like Riley laughing at the, at, Rhaenyra's kids. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was just like, what a time to laugh, dude. Everyone noticed. Yeah, it's, it's your wife's funeral and you're, yeah. you're doing that tittery little laugh. You're just having a little chuckle to yourself. Um, but I thought that was like beautifully shot with the, the, the burial mm. at sea. And I'm really glad that they showed other, they seem to show other coffins at the bottom of that drop. yes i was just thinking that i was like i was like i hope they have other coffins there and yeah. then there does seem to be me too because otherwise you're like well, they're, they're going to drop everyone off at the same spot i mean that the coffins should be almost at the top of the water line yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a deeply inefficient way it's really we, we call that coffin island yeah it's like how deep was that little bit off the edge of the the island there um I, I wrote, uh, yeah, could somebody turn on a light? Because a lot of it was quite dark. And I think they did a lot of that day for night shooting on this episode because a lot of the there was sequ- a little there, there was a lot of or like dusk for night. It was meant to be like yeah. you know, the sun was going down and, well, and the shadows of, were falling. And a lot of the scenes were, um, you know, some, we saw press scenes because I think this was shot in Cornwall. A lot of those beach scenes. Oh yeah, lots of lots of the press of the early sort of images came from this episode specifically. Yeah. People taking photos of Matt Smith and Emma Darcy at a distance and it was in the daytime. Oh yeah. But even, but even the, even the official, even the official shots, like I, it feels like almost all of the official shots came from oh, this episode. Yeah. They probably, yes. They but those, did. those early portrait, those early character portraits yes, and everything were definitely the this episode. behind them and stuff. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Um, I wrote, uh, Eamon wrote a big broomstick. Um, it just, yeah. <laughs> Again, not to harp on, but like when Harry Potter first gets on a broomstick and he goes shooting around the place and he's like, Whoa! and obviously it's very different. But yeah, just I don't know, the, the resemblance hit my brain space and I <laughs> chuckled. Um, as I said, finally, Uncle Fucking. Uh, yes, uh, yes, definitely kids, had some of that in here. Kids beating kids, uh, massive family drama. Um, stabby Allison. It was pretty interesting how she actually yeah. got the knife, you know, into into um, Rhaenyra, and Rhaenyra got that big cut on her arm. But apparently, mm. it's okay because Valerian steel cuts clean, so she just has stitches. <laughs> I was really hoping she'd do a. I'm going to cut her heart out with a spoon. It just felt like. <laughs> 
it felt like that moment was needed, but um, anyway, that's a fine. Um, fake Lenny and Carl got a happy ending. Oh, I wrote Otto's back. There's a lovely scene with uh, oh, yeah. with Alison, um, you know, not looking very happy, going, oh, yes, I've disgraced myself, I've done the wrong thing, and then all of a sudden he's gone, no, I like this side of you. It's good. Yeah. I, I didn't know you had it in you. Yeah, I really didn't think you had it in you, and, uh, hey, I'm really proud of you. Like, go you. <laughs> Lean into it. But, but again, like it does, it feels like, it feels like they, they've set up like the good guys and the bad guys because every single person on the greens at the moment is just a we- either a weirdo or a piece of shit. <laughs> and, 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 and the people on the blacks are all the fun, charismatic, like, but they're you know, also, and, 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 uh, they're also, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, all, all, I guess they're committing incest and all that yeah. sort of things. I mean, I guess that technically disqualifies them. There's a whole bunch of incest and weird stuff going on, um, and Rhaenyra is not. They're weirdly wholesome by by like Game of Thrones standards. Yeah. Like, you know, like 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 Rhaenyra is unequivocally like an ally. Like yeah. she's like, no, I like I like you. Do you, man? Like I'm um, there for you. We're we're gonna set this up. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that was the thing when Lainor said, I, I hate the gods for making me the way that I am. And she's like, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. You're, yeah. great. You're, you're, you're great. You're great just the way you are. You are born this way. You. It's all good. I do love you. I, I just wish that we'd been able to, yeah. you know, do the do the nasty and get a couple of kids out of it. Like that. my preference was to actually have your kids. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, and also there was Harwin Strong hanging around. Harwin Strong. I miss him already. Gosh, I miss him. Um, oh, yes, I wrote down Helena with her weird spidery prophecies and stuff. Mm. I, I do love the fact that the brothers are just sitting there going, oh, our sister's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it just it feels, it feels real. It feels good like that. I like it. Um, uh, so... Then, oh, I, yes, I wrote about uh, Corliss and Luke and the birthright thing and everyone will be dead. That was so sad. Um, uh, I, I just want to talk about the um, the conversations that, well, I mean, do we talk about how Rhaenyra and Damon did, you know, bonk on the beach in a shack, was it, or an upturned boat, whatever it was? Yeah, it looked like, like, a, like a shipwreck or driftwood yeah. or something. It's kind of dark and obviously there's a sand element there that I always like to point out, you know, but <laughs> I guess it was sexy. But then they had that big conversation about, you know, when they were sort of working up the plan to dispatch Lenor, um, the sea versus the fire, you know, and they're both fire. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 fire, they're fire signs. Um, they are, yeah, and, the, you know, the others are water signs and they're just, you know, they're too chill. Um, yeah. But the fact that she says, there's a line that Rhaenyra says is, we were meant to burn together. Like mm. that's that's pretty, you know, that's pretty symbolic in a couple of ways, which is we were, yeah. we were destined to like have some really fiery incestuous sex. But also <laughs> uh, when I'm queen and you're my king consort, nobody's going to be able to have a go at us. Because we'll be yeah. like on our dragons, going, you know, Bang. absolutely. Um, and it seems that it's just interesting in the context of last episode where Lena was saying to Damon, "You're more than this. You know, you have um, 
there's more to you than this sitting in Pentos mm. and doing nothing. But he's not able to kind of do it until Rhaenyra, I guess, convinces him or he's just yes. waiting for her or he's gone, actually, yeah, this will be fun. Well, they well they more more broadly they they take a lot of the potential ickiness out of that particular relationship by making Rhaenyra clearly the the instigator and dominant partner. Yeah, yeah. If that if that makes yeah. sense, like she is clearly in charge. Damon is going hinted, along for the ride. Yeah, and they hinted that you know back in the first episode, not in the sorry in the third fourth episode when she had a little fling. And they went into yes. the suite and they hinted at that there. So clearly, and she's the one who says, like, I want you. Um, mm. You know, you're my uncle. I think you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she, she doesn't put it exactly like that, but that is what she's saying, yes. <laughs> I've got a really hot uncle. Um, <laughs> and... Which, again, weirdly sounds <laughs> way like more isn't acceptable, it, weirdly, than saying I have a hot niece. Isn't it? Like, isn't it, yeah. If, no, I don't know that it is. Just, it's, if you remember, if you remember how upset I was with the Jon Snow Danny stuff, and oh my god, you were you were extremely that, upset. Yes, was, uh, look for for um, many reasons, but yeah, you know the incest the main, element was one of them. The incest element was one of them. I guess it was. It's more the 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 shocking disregard for my feelings that Jon Snow showed <laughs> in having sex with someone else. Uh, you know there was that um but this time because it's so common it's like oh yeah and and that's i remember amelia clark talking about when um do you remember the episode where he he goes i'm egon targaryen and i'm your nephew we we can't have sex anymore and she's like no that's fine <laughs> she's like that's problem? fine don't worry about it and, and Amelia Clark was sort of talking about because everyone went wow she just didn't react to that at all her her, her main thought was like oh is he going to take my throne it wasn't, oh, I better stop having sex with him. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because we're related. Because, uh, like, Targaryens do that. They just do it. Yeah. And she said, Amelia Clark said, like, oh, that's just so natural for her. And it's like, but I know in the books, I remember in the first book, in a Daenerys chapter, she talks about assuming that she would just marry her brother because that's what Targaryens did. So yeah. the fact that he sold her off to Khal Drogo came as a surprise to her because she just assumed that she would grow up and marry him. Um and so, yeah, obviously some of the, the family history has come down to her, but it's amazing how she's just so natural with it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, whatever, it's fine. Which is which is how it is in this series. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 we're just going to marry our brother and daughter and son off together and here's an aunt and uncle and, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a whole crazy lot of incest. Let's. Just- I mean, to be to be clear, I don't think Viserys is going to be happy when he finds out what has happened no no he's not but it's not because they're related yes exactly yeah it's not it's not specifically because they're related yeah it's just that like no i didn't want like you can't you can't be marrying and then being in line to the throne yeah that's not that's not what i want i want i didn't want damon near the throne yeah you know that was the whole point of not of trying to get sons and then eventually going well i have a daughter she'll do it's like i don't want my brother to be my heir um so, yeah, so I just thought the conversations about we're fire and we're meant to burn together and not be the sea and, you know. And then the final thing I wanted to mention was what was going on with their wedding? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they're, they're traditionalists, you know. But that wasn't, <laughs> like, they didn't seem to have the whole seven and bless the mother and the... Oh, no, no, no that was that was very specifically like a Valyrian uh... marriage ceremony. That This, this wasn't a, 
uh, Westerosi ceremony. They they they're full Targaryen. They've and got full targ. They've they've got the <laughs> they've targed it up. Um, <laughs> I do like the full targ. <laughs> that should be a new podcast title: the full targ. You, you never go full targ. Don't go full targ. Actually, is that, that cancellable? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, don't. And I would just suggest don't go full targ because it means yeah. we're going to have sex with a blood relative. So don't do that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly uh, right. But the fact that they're like, they're like, <laughs> they're doing that whole goth thing of quickly let's exchange blood and put it on each other's faces to show how much we care. Well, I mean, you know, you, you got fire and blood right there, don't you? I do know that that was the fire and blood element, but also he, <laughs> he cut his palm. And ever since, well, they cut their palms and their lips. And their lips. Like it's going one step further than they normally do. Uh, I thought oh, they were putting on lipstick and then it started running. And I went, "There's no lipstick that runny." You know, I've got a lot of lipstick, and none of it is that runny unless you leave. Yeah, it no, no, no. They they cut. They're cutting lips. They're just cutting lips. It's like that's gonna, that's going to sting. Uh, you're going to go have, sting like hell. And then you're going to have try and have a sexy honeymoon. That's not going to help. Like you think about when you bite your lip. Oh my god! I did stew. I literally did that today at lunch. <laughs> Of course you did. I literally did. bought everyone drinks and lunch for a cast send-off. You know, we bumped out, had to pack everything away, and I said, right, let's go to the pub and I'll buy everyone lunch. And I was chomping into and here's the here's the tragedy. I was eating a broccolini salad and I bit my <laughs> lip. Because I was like, you know what, Natalie? I mean, that, that's that's injury to insult at that point. It is because I got chicken wings and I thought, Natalie, you can't just eat chicken wings. Get a salad. And it was a broccolini salad, um, which was mostly broccolini stalk. And I know that you're supposed to be able to eat the broccolini stalk and it's fine, but I still have a thing about stalk. <laughs> I mean, I eat it, but I notice so it. You're doing it under duress. I'm doing it under duress. So I was eating broccolini stalks and then went, ah, I bit my lip. I was trying, this is the thing. I went to go get healthy food. I tripped over and broke my ankle. I tried to eat a healthy <laughs> salad. I bit my lip. The universe is telling me something, or else I'm I'm. What is that secret thing? I'm inve- I'm bro- I'm bringing it on myself. You're, you're manifesting it. I'm manifesting. That's it. I'm manifesting disaster to try and eat junk food. I'm like, hey, I don't bite my lip when I eat KFC. I mean, come on. <laughs> um. So yes. Uh, fire and blood, wacky wedding, headdresses, but split lips. They were wearing the same outfit. I thought that was weird. I thought that was odd. I mean, it, it was odd, and it was—it's an outfit we haven't really seen before. There was like this weird sort of—it was a bit like flat burnt, burnt orange sort of. Yeah, thing. I don't it was know. It was very beige. Yeah. It was very beige. Headdress. Burnt orange yeah. accents. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. Are they going to have kids, or is that something you can't tell me? Um, I, I, I won't tell you one way or another. You'll have to find out for yourself. Okay. Because I just thought if she, <laughs> now that they're, they're actual, no one can dispute they're both Targaryens. If they have another. Well, this, this is the thing that like, if they were to have kids, they would be full Targ. Like, they would be full Targ. And yeah. also they would be their own, what would they be? Their own nephew or something? No, they'd, they'd be <laughs> their own. Yeah. Oh God. Um, oh, what would they their, be? Because it's, their, it's their, her nephew, her, her uncle. Her uncle, and so it would like oh, the, kids, also... the kid's dad would also be its great uncle. Yes. Like you're my dad and my great uncle. 
and so the kid and their, would be his own cousin. No, his and, and their mother and their mother through him would be oh, like a cousin once removed or something. Oh, Jesus, I don't, yeah, I don't even kid, know. The kid himself would be like his own uncle or something. Because yeah, this is like this is like that song, my own grandpa. Yeah, yeah, no, because if Damon had a son, that would be Rhaenyra's cousin. So Rhaenyra will be giving birth to her own cousin. Yes. So he, yeah, there was, there's some sort of thing yeah. there. Smarter genealogical experts can, <laughs> can work that out for us. Finally, I should just say, before we, we start to wrap up, uh, Viserys, not looking great. Still not no, looking good. No, still not looking good. They're giving him what, Still wanting everyone hanging, to get along. He's hanging. Yeah, this is the thing. I do want to mention he was the one who was going on and on about, we will stop this. You, your king commands it. Like he's, despite everything, you know, he's able to stay the worst of the behaviour. He's still able to hold. We are family, he says. We are, mm-hmm. you know, we are one. We will not fight each other. So once he's gone, that's it, isn't it? That's it. The gloves are off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once once he goes, then it becomes then it becomes a struggle like who is actually going to be on the Iron Throne. Yeah. And he must he, know the, Him being alive is the only thing stopping an outright war at this point. And, and, but he must know that. Like he must know, or maybe he's just too dumb, but he, like, he's still sticking by, like, Aegon, when he, he asked Eamon, who told you about these rumours that your cousins were, were bastards? And he said, I heard it from yeah, Aegon. Aemon, Aemon. Well, well Eamon, Eamon very pointedly looks at Alicent and then says, Aegon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he and he goes to Aegon and Aegon's like, we all know it. Look at them. And the whole court just stands there in silence. Yeah. And he's like, no, they're and, lying. And Viserys has, been, Viserys has been lying to himself this whole time. He's like, no, no, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. And then, like, it just gets, he says it out, like, Aegon just says it. He's like, look at them. We all know. Yeah. Come on. And he's like, oh, God damn it. No, I'll, I'll kill anyone who says otherwise. Yeah. And he says that any anyone who who speaks the lies will lose their tongue. So, you know, he's 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 still all in on this on this thing. Um, and I, I, it's probably stupid of him, but I kind of like that he is. Like I like that. He's I, I, I have a lot of sympathy. I have a lot of sympathy for Viserys, who is just who just wants everyone to get along. He's like, yeah. can we please just be a family? <laughs> Yeah. Like let's let's just all settle down. Guys, I've got the barbecue out. I've got <laughs> snacks. We've got This happens every Christmas. Yeah, we've got It's a Wonderful Life is ready to roll. We're going <laughs> to sit down as a family and we're going to learn about the joy of Christmas and we are going to not complain at each other and we're not going to niggle and we're not going to argue about whose dragon is whose. We are going to sit down as a family <laughs> and we are going to enjoy this. And if you don't, there is no Christmas pudding. There's no Christmas presents. Okay? That's where I feel he is. But, like, coughing <laughs> and, and spluttering. And and people, you know, you can feel it in the air, can't you? It's like he's got to die at some point. He's got to die at some point. But he hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't. He just, against all the odds, he's still alive. He's still hanging on there. Has he lost anything else? I didn't after last week where I failed to. No, I, I think I think he. No, we, we haven't lost any more of the king. No, no. Well, I think this episode follows on quickly enough from the last to. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so there we go. But we, we do get a time jump next week, so we'll see if any other bits drop off. I'm... <laughs> I just want him to come out with like no nose, and <laughs> just 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 like the Black Knight with no arms or legs. He's pretty much yeah. I'll, that's that's I'll the, bite your nose off. That's the mental image I have in my head. He's <laughs> just losing everything. <laughs> He's going to have no legs. He's going to be wheeled about in a chair. Uh, yeah. Um, and I have sympathy as someone else who's who's uh, not mobile. I have sympathy with Viserys. Maybe that's where it comes from. <laughs> Is there anything else we've missed in our discussions? I don't think so. We, we, we've dug into most of it. I, I think it, it was a. I really, really like this episode. I, I've seen. I've seen some mixed things online already. Um, some people oh, have sort really? of really liked it, and other people haven't liked it very much at all. A lot of people. A lot of people talking about the brightness thing, which wasn't a big issue for me personally. But if it was for if it was for you, I, I understand because, like you know, this this franchise in particular has form with uh, having things <laughs> being way too dark to see. Um, so yeah, but, um, but overall, like, I, I mean, so many things like this was so tense and it, and the, the, the tension didn't really let up mm. throughout the whole episode. And it was, and it was different types of tension for different yeah. reasons across and they all sort of fed into each other really well. And you finally get that scene in the, in the, the, the chamber where Alison faces off against Rhaenyra, pulls the dagger and, yeah lines are drawn and and quite literally you see that the court divide itself yes, into the greens yes. and the blacks yeah um oh great fantastic oh Stu, you're having such a good time hey do oh, you it's, get... it's great isn't How... it good to have game of thrones back isn't it great it's so good i even saw something somewhere and again it might have just been a random rumor but like they're planning this season the, like house of the dragon to be at least three seasons or three to four seasons and I was. So I, I had seen that, and and also fascinatingly, um, Ryan Condal, the the main showrunner, has sort of said that, you know, we called it we called it House of the Dragon, not Dance of Dance of the Dragons, for a reason. It's like, and there's the suggestion yeah. that once they get finished with this, they might just keep going and do other things, and you know, there's there's a whole bunch of Targaryen history they can dig into from the conquest right up to all sorts of things yeah. that haven't even appeared in the books yet. So I'm, I'm here for it. I yes. am here for it. Can I ask Very you much then, here for it. Um, can I ask you, how is this comparing with your Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power journey? <laughs> well, actually, have- yeah. I mean, I don't know whether you saw, um, I, I tweeted a bit about this uh, over the weekend. Um, oh, did I was you? Thinking I'd seen the latest episode of, um, oh, haven't you read my tweets? Oh, my goodness. No, I um, tried to. But the thing is, Stu, is that I had three shows cancelled last week due to rain. Yes. So I was I very busy cursing cursing sydney where sydney weather is psychotic um it it's been like what i would consider melbourne weather except not as cold like we we had days of just it's really really sunny when you look out this side because i've got i can view both sides of the city like the east and the west kind of thing and it's like really sunny over the east really dark and gray and rainy over the west really and then they swap and it's like what the hell what what (laughs) what um, so like we got our first show on Thursday done and then we just had to cancel the second and everyone was there and I was like, I'm so sorry, we can't go on. It's too wet. It will be uncomfortable and potentially risky and I have to send you yeah. a It was awful. And then we had to cancel Friday, which kept going. Is it nice? Is it nice? So I've just been cursing my life. Um, no, and the weather. Um, so I may have missed some tweets and I do apologize. 
That's quite all right. That's quite all right. I would never, I would never get angry that you haven't seen a tweet. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I, I was just I was just sort of codifying the, the thoughts that I, I had had over the last... Because, I mean, we've got five episodes now, The Rings of Power, and it's just... I described it as the most dazzlingly boring show I've ever seen. <laughs> um, because like, the, thing, the thing is, I am 1,000% the audience for this show. Yes. Right? I, I am a massive Tolkien nerd. Like I love fantasy in general and I love Tolkien specifically. I love, I'm one of those weird nerds who has read the Silmarillion like front to back multiple times. Like I, I'm into this. This yeah. is my jam. I love high fantasy. I love Tolkien specifically. And I will go big stretches of episodes where I blank and I just, I, I come to and I'm like, oh, I, I have not been paying attention. What's going on? <laughs> and it's bizarre because it's it's a beautiful show. Like all the money is on screen. Like they spent so much money on this on this show and it's all up there. That's and good. And it's, 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 it's a beautiful looking show. And every once in a while they'll do something. I'm like, that's great. That's wonderful. In episode four, one of the little hobbits sang a song and I was like, this is perfect. Give me an entire season of this. I really? love it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It really got me. It got me. It just oh. it just got me in the right mood. I was like, yeah, perfect. Exactly what I was after. Oh, that's so you know? sweet, Stu. And then you have this episode where, like, it's a lot of it is is engaged with, like, really cool battles and stuff like that, which should be awesome. And it's just innovating. You, you watch it and you're just like, okay, man, like, whatever, <laughs> I guess. Um, a big A big thing that I realized is happening is that a lot of, there's a lot of things that a big part of the story is this sort of happenings in the Southlands around what will, what will in the future become sort of Mordor and, and the, the evil sort of land. But, but oh, this is back be before it was, this is before it was evil. Like this is, and the people who were living there and that sort of thing. And the trouble is like, it's deeply boring. Like, like a lot, all of the people there are just, peasants in gray rags and and there's never that they never give us any reason to to really care about these people like they, they've given all the characterization to like one lady and her dickhead son <laughs> and everyone else is just a faceless muddy peasant in gray rags <laughs> and it's and it's and you're supposed to care about these people and i just don't and i feel like that's the show's fault not mine if you can't, is, is my point. it's that hilarious thing about people like wearing rags and it's like just because they're poor doesn't mean they don't know how to do a hem. I mean, But it's, it's particularly egregious because I don't know whether you've seen um, any promo shots or anything, but every, everyone around is like an extra from Monty Python. Like they're covered in filth and wearing <laughs> literally like just grey rags. And then there's this one lady who has like this pristine blue off-the-shoulder like dress and like she has big main character energy, you know, where she's the named character and everyone else is an NPC. Yeah, you know, it's just very, it's it's very, it's a weird choice that what they've done. It's very strange. So it's like when um, they did that movie from Hell and uh, all of the yes, women, yes, exactly, all, all exactly the, that, all Natalie, victims, exactly that. All of the victims are like, "Hello, love, do you want a quick?" <laughs> 
they're, they're all hideous <laughs> hags except for the one, except I'm, for Mary Kelly I'm, played I'm by. 40, um, I'm 40 years old and I look 80 and it's the drink. It's the drink. Now, listen, it was clearly alcoholism, the gin. It was a, it was a problem. People had hard lives. They aged prematurely. Then you counter that with, and yes, Mary Kelly was younger. She was 25. The others were in their 40s. So that's fine. But I don't think she looked like Heather Graham. I just don't yes. think she. But, but you have Heather Graham, who has not an not an ounce of dirt on her, is yeah. perfectly made up, like just you the, know, the, an ethereal beauty. The 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 the, the doughiest, purest, softest, creamiest skin. You yes. know, not a not a pockmark or a you know a, a blemish or a wrinkle or a you know anything <laughs> pimple, not an you know not any. And like, I don't know how she's getting such a beautiful skincare regime in the slums of East London. Like, I just don't know how she's doing that. Um, but that's, oh, that's exactly what happened to her, to Lainel. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the switcheroo, it wasn't her that got killed. Oh, it was too. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. they swapped. Yeah, absolutely. It's, see, it all comes back, Stu. It all comes around. Very nice. Very nice. It that's, all comes back around. Happened, but yes. That, what else has that happened in, the switcheroo didn't die thing? Oh, there's a fair, there's a fair few things. That's an old, that's an old trope. It's an old, it's an oldie, but it's a goodie when deployed well. It is a. But when when done well and when you don't see it coming, it it is actually very good. It's yeah. very nice. Yeah. But but all that all that to say, like I'm I'm loving House of the Dragon. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. It, it's it it really is expanding upon the book in a way that's very fun and interesting. Whereas, like, Rings of Power, and I, I don't think these two shows are necessarily in competition, although they kind of are, um, but, like, it's been such a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> as, a, as a fan and as someone who, wa- I want it to be good. I want yes. it to be good. And I'm not I'm not down on the show because it has, like, you know, black elves. Like, I mean, it, it's something that or, or that, or that, you know, Galadriel is somehow a Mary Sue, despite canonically being one of the most powerful characters in in the legendarium like i have no trouble with galadriel being a badass she's a badass in this episode and it rules but you know just the show is weirdly boring <laughs> for, for, for something that should be like thrilling it is deeply boring at times and i'm like that's a fatal flaw how many for, for a, a fantasy show how many episodes is it I think it's ten episodes. Do you think that um, it would have so been, we're halfway through basically? Do you think it would have been more interesting if they did condensed it and done like a good six or something? Or maybe I think that I think they needed they needed a ground right, a ground up rewrite. I think I, I have ideas that I won't go into here because we're not a Game of Thrones podcast. But like, no, we are a uh, not, not, a, not a not a Tolkien podcast. But like, <laughs> can we? Do there, a, there's ways that do, you could have made this work. I think, but it's can just we do a spin off. Can we do like a rape Saruman on or Saruman on? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What's the... ringing on, ringing on. Oh yeah, ringing well, on. Well, I mean, here's here's the here's the fatal flaw that I I can say straight away. This is a show called Rings of Power, Natalie. There are no rings of power. <laughs> I mean, if I can put it more succinctly than that, I can't think. I can't think of a way. Like, there are no rings of power in the show called Rings of Power. <laughs> like, there should have been rings of power by now. Is my point. Here's a uh, here's a James Bond film, but uh, there's no James Bond. <laughs> there's no James Bond. Actually, that's happening. Um, a friend of mine is working on the Mad Max. Uh, movie and I was like oh who's Mad Max oh, Mad Max isn't in this one it's a Furiosa 
Oh, it's a, the, the the Furiosa prequel, yeah. Yes, yes. So he's 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 uh, working on that. Uh, told me some interesting stories, which I won't repeat here. But um, yeah, there's no. It's a Mad Max universe story, I guess. But there's no Mad Max in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, I can I can understand that in a way because like Furiosa was like a breakout character, but then it was played by Charlize Theron, so everyone was really. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, give Charlize Theron a movie where she's Furiosa. And they're like, great. So you guys like the character of Furiosa. Okay, we're going to recast her. Yeah. It's like, no, what are you doing? And they've got Anya Taylor-Joy. Who they've is- got Anya Taylor-Joy, which is less of a weird choice than it seemed at the time. Oh, did um, it? Okay. Well, I mean, it seemed it seemed strange when they first did it, but she's since become, like, quite a big movie star. So, like, it makes more sense, mm. I guess, in hindsight. Like, they chose well. I think... See, I think she would have been like a Galadriel type. You know, she's got that sort of very weird... She, she has elven energy, yes. Elven, super elven. You know, she looks like she's half, you know, her mother and father. One of them was not of this realm <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, so, yes. Um, anyway, well, that's good to get an update. And and I have not watched any of The Rings of Power because I have one show that I watch and it is House of the Dragon. <laughs> yes. It's the only show I watch apart that, from... That is the one show you have time for. It is the one show I have time for apart from YouTube videos about Game of Thrones <laughs> that have been popping up <laughs> in my algorithm. That, that accidentally spoil you on plot points. That's right. Or other random YouTube stuff. But I, I'm trying not to watch. There are so many videos about House of the Dragon that I kind of want to watch, but I'm trying not to because I really want to keep myself as pure as possible. It's um, weird for, for all the for all the, like talk that there was of spoilers during the game of thrones era like there are so many like uh twitter accounts and youtube videos that just spoil the crap out of out of the show like if you haven't read the books you could just quite easily stumble across as you as you did yeah you just stumble across these spoilers and they just spoil the whole goddamn thing yeah so i had to click crazy it i went look i know that dragons will die I'm just trying to avoid knowing which ones at this point. Which if, ones and when, yes. Well, you know, if a dragon dies, chances are their rider might also die. So, you know, know the dragon, know the rider kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I assume lots of people will die, but I don't, I, I want to be surprised when it happens, if that makes sense. Yes, no, no, absolutely. Yes, exactly. I totally understand. You know, like Viserys, I'm assuming will pop up his clogs of old age and infirmity, but you never know. He could be like, I... Part of me thought Alison might turn on him in anger and stab him in that scene, like just get the wind upper and go. Bah, well, that was you. that was yeah exactly like you you have that 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 energy in the in yeah. the room and there could be a twist like that coming my way with with a character that I want to know like Harwin Strong just getting into him oh no he's dead now well screw you all <laughs> yeah <laughs> I need another hot guy because Kristen Cole's not hot anymore he's a bit of an incel as you said last week so anyway. indeed. Let's wrap it up here so I can edit this and get it out so that people have something to listen to while they wait for my recap. I mean, you don't obviously don't have to wait for it. Don't feel like it's the be all and the end all. Um, <laughs> but I do appreciate people who read and comment. And if you would like to call in, oh, we did have some call-ins on Twitter. We did this week, yes. yes people were calling in. People it was great. People in on Twitter and I've forgotten what they were. <laughs> Let me just go back through my notifications, uh, see if I can find... Uh, see if I can find something. Doop doop do. Uh, oh, I should make a, a quick point. I was on um 
James Bond and Friends again, talking about No Time to Die. And I realised, Stu, we still need to do our Raven Bond summary podcast going into uh, No Time to Die territory. Oh, yes, yes. We, yeah. that, that's still on the that's still on the cards. Because I think it's on Amazon Prime now. So It I is, yes, yes. It's out, it's out there. People will have had a chance to listen. Stream it and not... Um, Stream it and not um, pay for it, which is what I was avoiding. <laughs> yes. I don't avoid doing. <laughs> okay, I'm going back to, I'm going back, I'm going back, I'm going back. Okay, someone has said, Will on Twitter, calling in, I think Sir Laris the Clubfoot deserves the sobriquet, the underhand of the Queen for the way he plays the game. <laughs> yes. That was very good. I thought that, that was, was very good. Very, very just, good. just on just on uh, on that, I, I saw um, a, another person refer to Solaris as uh, he's not little he's not little finger he's middle finger, <laughs> um, which was quite good. I like that one. Um, and then uh, Sally called in to say that Laris's sigil is a firefly because he murders with fire. And then you had oh yes you had something about you had a response to that about the the high towers and we like the way and. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, I think yeah. I think there's there's more. It, it was more a reference to the, the the high towers and the beacon of old town. Yes, um, that feels like the sort of joke that Laris would would find funny. So, um, and then someone wrote in something about someone they're going to bow out after this season, or Lena went out like a goddamn G. Who is this person? H K Lesvik author. H K author. Hello, H K. Oh, I don't think that person uh, rang into me. I think they've rung into you. Oh, they've rung into <laughs> me and they've said, while I don't sir the love for every straight woman's fave baby daddy, Emma and the women did amazing. Lena went out like a goddamn G. Still going to bow out after this season though. I don't, I assume they're not going to watch anymore. Well, that's, that's a shame. That's a shame. Um, Everyone has their line. As, as I yeah, keep saying, that's fine. If you if you hit it and you and you're like, you know what, I'm I'm done. Like that's cool. There's lots to watch, and I don't mean I don't mean that in a nasty way. Yeah, there is heaps. so much TV out there, guys. Like you should not be watching something that makes you angry. Have you watched the Jeffrey Dahmer thing on? I have uh, not on Netflix. No, I haven't. I'm I'm I haven't worked out how to get my Netflix up while I've been down here. So it's been interesting seeing their reaction to that. And it's like people going, Oh yeah, I'm watching the show about Jeffrey Dahmer. It's like it's really full on. It's like, Oh, you sweet summer children. I <laughs> I don't I haven't the thing with me with true crime is I much prefer to watch the documentaries rather than the dramatic or f- fictionalized versions. Mm. Um in the same way that I much prefer watching documentaries about serial killers to watching a horror movie with you know blood and gore it's really weird um so I'm really interested in that Dharma show like I think I probably will watch it um and yeah I don't know and the other one is the Marilyn Monroe movie the blonde which has been getting all sorts of oh yeah people people have been ripping that to shreds I I haven't seen that one I haven't I haven't bothered with it well I'm I'm sort of in two minds because I'm such a Marilyn Monroe fan that I, I, I have, I have heard that it is pretty full on. Yes. Um, well, it's again, I haven't seen it, but you know. Yeah, um, they're they're taking it to a different realm, and they're kind of using it as a jumping point to talk about exploitation of women, and she's the biggest symbol of that. So, like, as a Marilyn fan, I'm like, oh no, I, you know, it does feel a bit exploitative, but I'm kind of interested in it as it's as a thing. You know, as clearly it's a thing and to have my own take on it sure. um, would be interesting. So uh, I'm, I'm yet to figure out 
if if I have time when I get back to Brisbane because I have things to do on this show. Um, mm. <laughs> but if there's time, then maybe I'll try and watch a bit and um, we should do a blonde on or we should do our Marilyn um, Monroe on. No, on Raven Monroe. That's the one. Do our Marilyn <laughs> retrospective that I suggested we do. And and do and do like the actual like Marilyn Monroe movies. Yeah, well, not all of them, but do a capsule collection. Yeah, yeah, like of, a like a, 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 a curated selection. I mean, technically, we still have to finish uh, Robin. Yeah, on. we have to finish Robin on. We've got two more Robin ons to do. Um, so but they are two very mediocre movies. So <laughs> we don't necessarily have to finish it, but you know. No, I want to because I haven't seen the Taron Egerton one, and I want to get ahead of steam up and rant about it, Stu. I want <laughs> it, to. It, I do want to do that. Um, so yes, if you want to call in at Disco Stew, I'm at Girl Clumsy. They're our Twitter handles. Call in. We love to hear from you. Uh, Facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne is the Facebook page. And of course, the biggest, biggest thank you uh, is the um, www.patreon.com slash Girl Clumsy. My patrons, amazing, wonderful people who have supported me. You can still join. You can join up and uh, throw a few bucks my way for you know, helping to run all the, 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 the Raven on Empire as it is paying for websites and also, you know, my writing time. That's nice too. To, to be yes. paid to be paid for writing is, is, is good. Um, so yes, please go to patreon.com slash girlclumsy if you want to chuck in. Uh, we would love to have you on board. And until next time I guess you uh Valamugulas. The dragons will dance. Eee! See you then. Bye.